Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. On today's episode of Just Healthcare Daily, we hear from Dr. Farzad Mostashari, CEO and co-founder of Alidaid, about how primary care practices are struggling during this COVID-19 pandemic as patients stay home and cancel appointments. It's Wednesday, March 25th, and I'm Alex Olgan with Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review. It helps other listeners find the show. Farzad Mostashari is the founder and CEO of Alidaid. The company supports hundreds of primary care practices in value-based arrangements. He joined me to talk about how they are faring during this pandemic. The first question I have, Farzad, is are you working from home? I, I certainly am. I'm in my basement right now. I was wondering if you have worn your trademark bow tie at all. <laughs> I did. I did break it out for a video conference we had with our physicians Friday night. Speaking of your physicians, I know many practices are struggling to get enough personal protective equipment or tests for COVID patients, but they're also not doing much normal business, so to speak, and all those canceled appointments mean they aren't getting paid. And many primary care practices I know operate on pretty thin margins. So how imminent is the danger of Allidate practices closing or running out of money? I'm actually less concerned about Allidate practices for a couple of reasons. One, they have another form of revenue in in the form of shared savings revenue, but also in many cases per member per month quality payments. And importantly, they have us and we are really digging in to help our practices with whatever they need, whether it's um, PPE and masks so they can keep running their office, whether it's televisits so they can keep doing that guidance on, on how to bill and all that kind of stuff. So we will help our practices get through this, but we only have 550 practices. Uh, there's another, you know, 20,000 plus independent practices, primary care practices throughout the U.S. who don't have what I just talked about. And I am, I am really, really worried about what's going to happen to our primary care capacity. And we're hearing about the rapid move to telehealth. I know Allidade worked with Updocs, a telehealth company for non-hospital providers, to rapidly stand up the telehealth platform. How challenging and expensive has it been for practices to get up and running on the telehealth platform so fast? We went through 17 different vendors, and we have teams who've been in health IT for you know a cumulative 300 years on our team. Uh, helping do that that process, we negotiated really really great pricing. We are doing our own implementations for the practices, providing configuration and interfaces. 
uh, and guaranteeing a 24-hour uh, commitment to getting them up on on that. None of that could be done if if you're a, a small practice trying to do this, find this out on your own. So it is very complicated, not only on the technology side, but also on the workflow side, and also on understanding the billing issues, reaching out to multiple payers, and figuring out the state and federal regulatory guidelines. I'm afraid that it's going to be quite a while before primary care practices can truly substitute the number of visits they were doing before face-to-face with televisits. And even though CMS has said it would reimburse telehealth at parity, uh, has it been the same for other payers in, in your practice's experience? There are still some payers who are not waiving co-pays for patients for the televisits. It's a big problem because it becomes really, really difficult to, to collect. So having the option to waive uh, co-pays was really important when the Office of the Inspector General said that they would um, exercise regulatory discretion if practices did that. The Office of Civil Rights said that they would uh, exercise discretion around the, the security rule, HIPAA security rule requirements for televisits, but that does not apply to states, and they need to clarify The bigger issue fundamentally is even though CMS says that they are doing parity in the payment rate between televisits and face-to-face visits, it is true, and it is also not true. It's true because they're paying the full professional services component of it, but it is not true because they're not providing any payment, at least that we have seen or heard, for the the facility component. So net-net, that televisit because it doesn't cover the overhead of the office, is going to be reimbursed at about 30% less than the face-to-face visit would be. And the key thing to understand is that they can't afford 30% drop in their revenue. They don't have that. They don't have those kind of margins. We have practices where the physicians are not taking any salary and they are still thinking they're going to have to lay people off uh, unless, unless something changes. What else could CMS do right now to help practices? The most important thing is to uh, give true parity between televisits and and face-to-face visits. The second thing that CMS can't do, but Congress can do as part of the stimulus, is to simply give primary care a fee bump right now. That is the simplest, fastest, easiest way to get more support to primary care practices throughout the country. The other way that... um, CMS and and the federal government really could help practices is with the cash flow issues. It will take time to um, to regain their 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 um, ability to pay their staff. So uh, the the loan the the small business association loans are good, but we just looked at the paperwork for them and it is daunting. It, the, the basic premise there is that the individuals who own the practice have to personally guarantee the loan. And and that's not what we need right now. So giving a, a, a better loan um, vehicle for these practices would be super important. But also, if they are owed money by CMS, whether it's for a quarterly quality disbursement or a shared savings distribution, please, CMS, uh, give it to them sooner. Give it to them now. They can't wait till October. Practices that depend on fee-for-service are understandably in a tough spot because lots of appointments are getting canceled. But what about practices in value-based care contracts with Medicare, with commercial players? Are they better equipped to survive this pandemic? I think over the long run, they're they're tremendously better situated because they can get generate significant revenue that's not tied to having to do 
visits. Uh, that's not can't be the only way you get paid. Um, I also think that this is going to encourage more practices to adopt more capitated models for primary care capitation, but they accept a monthly fee from payers for all the primary care costs, however they're delivered. And I think the expansion of televisits can have a lasting uh, ability for practices to shift to a model where they receive a primary care cap plus a portion of shared savings on total cost of care. What are other concerns that are keeping you up at night? I, I'm not sleeping a lot right now. <laughs> uh, it's more around the lack of having a, a real clearly articulated strategy for COVID response in our different communities. We're in 27 different states, and there really does not seem to be a clearly thought through plan for when states go on lockdown and when 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 are we going to get back out and under what criteria? What are the data that we're looking for? The key to that is going to be better testing, not just get more tests out, but actually collect key clinical and risk factor um, and symptom information from a, a systematic sample of those of those lab tests so we know where we stand. And if practices make it out the other side of this, how do you think their operating models will change? I think that there's this is a wake-up call in terms of not relying on fee-for-service, face-to-face visits uh, for for your for your revenue. I I hope it does not make them conclude that they that they have to fold up shop and sell their practice to a private equity firm or a hospital. I think that would be a real shame. And what would be the impact on the healthcare system if a lot of primary care practices ended up closing? My concern and, and the concern of our practices isn't just that these practices are the front lines for the COVID detection, testing, response, uh, but also all the other chronic conditions that their patients still have. They, those patients still have heart disease. They still are at risk of stroke. These are elderly patients with multiple chronic conditions, and we can't just say stay home, stay safe uh, forever. And uh, unless there is a base of primary care that, that stays in this country, particularly in rural areas, the impact that this has on, on mortality from chronic conditions could even potentially dwarf the direct impact from COVID. That was Dr. Farzad Mostashari, CEO and co-founder of Alidaid. Taking a look at healthcare stocks on news that Congress and the White House are coming close to a deal on a massive $2 trillion stimulus package, the market rebounded. The bill includes $75 billion in aid to hospitals. For-profit hospital chain HCA Healthcare was up 10.1 percent. Tenet Healthcare was up almost 8 percent, and Community Health Systems was up 25.2 percent. The broader sector was up 7.6 percent. Thanks for listening to Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olgan. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on JustHealthcare.com. Just Healthcare Daily is an independent production of Just Healthcare. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.